Welcome to issue 28 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here, we take a look at the most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as the so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I am one of your hosts, Banana Crapshoot. Joining me is Mustafa, Daniel, and Steve. Mustafa, what's on your mind tonight? Well, banana crapshoot, and I love saying that. Um, <laughs> tonight, I'm thinking that the villains have to labor in the face of the majestic equality of the law, which forbids heroes as well as villains from lying and cheating, from committing physical assault, and from disregarding other people's well-being in the pursuit of their own goals. That was an adaptation from Anatole France. Yeah, only the villains Love have it. to worry about the law, right? Not those heroes. Yes, that was the point. Uh, uh, the actual quote, of course, Anatole France did not talk about heroes and villains. Um, but if you want to know uh, what the actual quote is, you got to look it up. It's a great one. Love it. Assigning homework. So- Assigning <laughs> homework. Daniel will be grading. Yes. I will. So who's this fourth host on tonight? Banana Crapshoot? Who's this? Who are you? I am Banana Crapshoot, right? You want me to do say that, right? Um, yeah. I should I should say Banana Crapshoot as much as possible, right? We um, we're all going to try. Don't to... worry. Oh, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna keep. Don't it worry, up. Banana Crapshoot. We will. All right. <laughs> I I'm one of the uh, co-hosts for the Side Scheme Podcast. Uh, Tommy of Titan is my co-host. Um, we have the podcast. We write articles a couple times a week, and sometimes we put up uh, YouTube videos of gameplay. It's good stuff. I also run the Facebook group. Um, with Kennedy Hawk, who was on recently, I hear. Yes, last week. Well, thank you for all you do, Banana Crapshoot. <laughs> You're welcome. I put in a good five minutes a day. That's huge. That's, That's four more minutes than what I put in. <laughs> big effort, Banana Crapshoot. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to ask you a couple quick questions. Who is your favorite Marvel villain? Doctor Doom. Is there any other correct answer? I don't think so. It's I would have been disappointed if you said something else based on the artwork and everything we know about you from no, this I, show. I, I take it back. It's Batrock the Leaper. That's it. Oh, excellent. Yes. He's, uh, I just read a comic with him and Captain America and like, who the yeah. hell is this guy? Yeah, just flipping around, right? Just, yeah, yeah. Just jumps he around. He was in the Winter Soldier, the movie. At the beginning, the dude Cap fights on the boat was Batrock the Leaper. But no, the real answer is Doctor Doom. All right. And then our other good question is, which hero do you secretly love to see get the snot beat out of him? Um, Hawkeye. Nice. He thinks he's cool standing back out of harm's way with his arrows. He deserves a good shot in the face. (laughs) Absolutely. I like that answer. Yeah, me too. I'm only saying that because I know Kennedy Hawk was on last week. Is he a fan? It didn't come up. <laughs> no, I'm sure it didn't. <laughs> yeah, he did not choose Hawkeye. I'll say that. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. All right. So why don't we get right into it? Because it looks like we're going to have some great info. Tonight is a Shadow of the Past issue. We are going to take a look at Black Widow's nemesis, Taskmaster. And our uh, esteemed guest here is going to tell us all about Taskmaster. So take it away. All right. So we're talking about Taskmaster. His real name is Tony Masters. He first appeared in Avengers issue 195, which um, came out in May of 1980. Hmm. He's created by George Perez and David Michelini. 
I believe I'm saying that right. He's been a part of a couple groups, like villainous teams over the years, like the Thunderbolts, the Frightful Four, Cabal, AIM, Agency X, and he was even a Secret Avenger for a while. He's pretty well known for the mask and the cloak, and he, when you see him most of the time, he has a sword and shield, but he uses all kinds of weapons um, throughout his history. But a little, about, a little bit about his actual history. Um, growing up, he knew that he was different from other people. He was watching Cowboys on TV, and he realized he could like perfectly mimic those movements um, just by watching them. And he tried diving off a backboard once after watching like an Olympic diver and almost drowned because he couldn't swim, but he did execute the jump. He forgot to watch a swim video first? Yeah, yep. He didn't mm. watch how to swim, just how to dive. <laughs> They didn't uh, have YouTube back then, Daniel. Oh, sorry, sorry. They cut off after the guy entered the water. You should remember that. You're old enough. The splash was too big, so he couldn't see the swimming afterwards. Understood. This freaked his mom out. She took him to see a psychiatrist. He tore the photographic reflexes. So not a photographic memory, but photographic reflexes. And this allows him to mimic movements like perfectly just by seeing them. So using this, he thought about becoming a hero when he grew up, but he decided that villainy was much more lucrative. So he began watching and studying superheroes to learn their fight patterns and training and stuff. So he started robbing people, committing larceny. He was he was making money, but he decided that going head on with the police wasn't the smartest idea. So he opened up a school where he would teach aspiring criminals what he knew. The school was exposed after Pernell Solomon of the Solomon Institute for the Criminally Insane, which was a front for the criminal school he was running. Well, Solomon had a blood disease and he created a clone so he could heal himself by like swapping out body parts, basically. Well, the clone escaped and contacted the Avengers and told him what was up. So then the Avengers come to have made the school. Taskmaster was able to hold his own against the Avengers. He actually captured Ant-Man, Wasp, Yellowjacket and went toe-to-toe with uh, Captain America and Iron Man. And the only reason he lost is because Jocasta showed up and he couldn't replicate her robot movements. So he peaced out. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Yeah. He's just trying to teach people, impart knowledge, and the Avengers come and just bust it up. Yeah, he's trying to run a school. You know, he's trying to be a contributing member to society. And then the Avengers show up and they just try to ruin his vibe. Well, naturally, I'm a big fan of a fellow teacher. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Should be able to relate. I totally do now. <laughs> All right. So he's had some notable students in his schools because after um, this school was closed down, pretty much, he opened up other ones across the country and used different things as fronts, like uh, traveling circuses and other institutes and stuff like that. But he's had some notable students, such as Crossbones and Cutthroat, who are both Red Skull henchmen, U.S. Agent, uh, which we will see in the upcoming Falcon and Winter Soldier show, Diamondback who I believe was a former love interest of Captain America, Spymaster, Spider-Woman, and Agent X. Now, he doesn't just train them to like fight Captain America and stuff. He also trains low-level henchmen to pretty much be cannon fodder. And his early appearances, he's even mentioned that he put an intellect-reducing drugs in the diet of his students at his schools. So he's making them dumb. Um, <laughs> so that, that's how you can have these hordes of Hydra yeah. henchmen who... Are just going to get their butts kicked? Yeah, all these random Hydra soldiers. Look, it's all out of kindness. He's trying to reduce the pain that they're going to feel when they get their asses kicked. Not sure dumbification is pain reduction. You know, 
psychological pain. They well, won't, they, yeah. They'll feel the physical pain. That That's what I'm saying. Pain. Okay, fine. Yes, the psychological horror yeah. of it might yeah. be lost on them more than, yeah. But still, yeah. gonna like they're gonna say, "Ouch." They are going to. Well, they yeah. don't really. They just get knocked out really fast. Right. They don't even get to say, "Ouch." <laughs> <laughs> so he he kept training people until the Avengers kept tracking down his schools and closing them down across the country. And because of this, he started working as a mercenary to make up for the loss in profit. So he joined a group, Agency X, which I really don't know a whole lot about, to be honest. Yeah, me either. So then when when Civil War happened, he was hired by the government and enrolled in one of the Thunderbolt teams um, and given amnesty so they could track down and take out the secret Avengers. And then in the Dark Reign storyline... Um, he was chosen to lead Shadow Initiative after the Scroll invasion when their first mission to take down Hardball's Hydra Cell in, I think it's Majorpore is how it's pronounced. He led the group into the country, but they were discovered by Hydra. And then Norman Osborn's there, and he appoints Taskmaster to train criminals to behave like heroes. Then when Blastar took control of Negative Zone Prison 42 during the storyline, Taskmaster is ordered to lead a squad to take the prison back. Later, he gives Night Thrasher a severe wound to the head, basically shoots him in the head. And he allows Osborne to take Night Thrasher prisoner. At this point, Emma Frost and Namor resign from this cabal. And Taskmaster is offered membership. He's present at a meeting where Osborne is talking about taking down Asgard, which is like basically the, the end game of this Dark Reign storyline. He is attacked by Dr. Doom and severely wounded at this meeting. And when he's recovering in the hospital, he declines to join the cabal. And then Osborne, being the good guy that he is, cuts off the oxygen supply. Jeez. And is like, you're going to die unless you join me. So he joins the Cabal, and then they go to Asgard. And during the battle, he fights um, two different Captain Americas. He fights Steve Rogers, and Bucky Barnes is also a Captain America this time. So Asgard falls, and Taskmaster bounces. He pieces out because he doesn't want any part of it anymore. As he's leaving, he taunts Norman Osborn on how Taskmaster had helped Deadpool earlier in the story. And after Osborne is beaten by Captain America and Iron Man, Taskmaster just goes back to uh, good old-fashioned mercenary work. He's all around. Like, he's he interacts with a lot of different people. He's all over the place, yeah. Yeah, okay. So then there's um, his own series. It was called Taskmaster Unthinkable. I'm pretty sure it was from, like, 2010, 2011. And basically, a rumor starts that he's working with Steve Rogers. Oh, he's a traitor to the villains. He's a traitor to the villains. So they put a billion-dollar bounty on his head. So, like, AIM, HYDRA, ULTIMATUM, SONS OF THE SERPENT, they're all looking to collect on this bounty. So he's fighting with a lot of students that he's had, and he, like, forgets who he is. He doesn't know who he is during the storyline. Kind of weird. And then that brings us to Fear Itself. He helps Alpha Flight um, to form a resistance against the Unity Party that was formed by the Master of the World. And there's some weird stuff here with the Masters of Evil. They're trying to tame the Crown of Wolves for the Shadow Council. Max Fury hires Shadow Master to retrieve it. And then Taskmaster is like, no, I want more money. And he goes and hides in the hole, which is a place. <laughs> uh, the secret Avengers also go to the hole. So it's a pretty big hole um, <laughs> to get the crown of wolves before Fury gets it. So then there's a fight between Taskmaster and Agent Venom. And Taskmaster escaped and returned the crown of Fury. And then Max Fury apparently kills Taskmaster when he asks for his money. He's like, give me my money. And he's like, nope, now you're dead. How villainous of Fury. Yeah. But the crown's effects don't work for Max Fury. Taskmaster, who isn't dead because of his comics, takes the crown for himself, and it saves him life, but also makes him the avatar of the Abyss. So then as the Abyss is spreading, the secret Avengers, um, Agent Venom and Ant-Man, they get the crown from Taskmaster to stop the spread, 
and then they leave Taskmaster and the Masters of Evil behind uh, with Max Fury. In and then the that hole. In the, in the hole. hole. Yep. In the hole. They they leave in them the, in the hole. And the hole's even bigger because of the abyss. So it's a big hole now. Okay. <laughs> I I like how he starts off just like watching cowboys on TV, and now he's the, the in the like, hole. He's the in avatar the hole of the abyss. Yeah. Okay. Fighting Venom. It's a um, pretty natural progression when you think about it, Steve. Yeah, yeah, he's fighting Agent Venom, which is like a heroic version <laughs> of Venom, right? Like uh, Flash Thompson or something like that. So, just imagine the Flash Thompson from the MCU becoming Agent Venom. Hmm. <laughs> oh. Don't know how that would work. That brings us to the Secret Empire storyline, and Taskmaster appears to be one of the Hydra Avengers. And then during a battle in Washington D.C., Taskmaster and Black Ant see Odin's son, basically have enough of Hydra and take him out. So then Taskmaster and Black Ant are like, nope, we're out too. And they go to free the champions. Uh, they set him free, and then Spider-Man webs him up anyway. So all that good intentions, and he gets caught anyway. That seems, that seems again, a little unfair. Not that <laughs> I know anything about all, all that stuff that, that <laughs> the heroes are doing, but it just seems like it's something a villain would do. I mean, I guess on the one hand, we should appreciate them embracing their darker sides, but still, poor Taskmaster. Yeah, but why do they have to embrace their dark sides on like at our expense? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Black Ant, that guy's new to me. I've not heard of him. Most of these people are new to me. Yeah, but then again, so what? I mean, he's in a ton of different storylines, and is it because why do you think that is, Banana Crapshoot? I think it's well. I think at first it's because he was he's trained lots of people in his schools. And then he became mm-hmm. a mercenary, so people are just hiring him out, so he gets around. Yeah, for for being like a 1980s character, it does seem like he's uh, involved in a lot of stuff, which is kind of nice yeah. to see a, a, a newer one get a lot of action. Right. Uh, which is kind of like in the game here, because we have a Taskmaster nemesis and a Taskmaster villain coming out in the Hydra box, right? Yeah. Yep. So, no, I like him. He's really interesting. Um I was going to say, if you want some good comics, if you want to read up on Taskmaster, Avengers 195 and 196 when he first appeared, the Dark Reign and Siege storylines, and then his solo runs from 2002 and 2010 are good ones to read. And also the Moon Knight series from 2006, issues five and six, Taskmaster gets hired by the committee to take out Moon Knight. So that's a good one, too. So basically any hero that confronts him is like he's just sort of mirroring them, right? I mean, like that's his... Yeah, he can mimic their superpower, movements. Superpower, he just does what they do. Right. Hmm. It's like he can't mimic superpowers, but their fighting styles and their their movements. Right. He can... So he's not like webbing anyone up when he sees Spider-Man and stuff like that, right? No. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, he also was in that Age of Ultron run I read um, where he he fights alongside a bunch of the heroes because things are so bleak. Right. He doesn't last very long, but... <laughs> they probably sent him up front and promised him money. He actually said he he doesn't want to copy Moon Knight's fighting style because Moon Knight has no problem just taking punches into the face and arrows to the chest. So he'd rather not copy that fighting style. <laughs> yeah, we want to copy the ones where you dodge the blows instead of getting punched Take in the, the face. Them to the face, yeah. yeah. Well, I have a question for you then. So none of your story, none of your background there, Banana Crap, you talked about Black Widow. So why is he her nemesis? I think some of it has to do with the fact that he used he was like um, in like the Secret Avengers for a little bit. He's been a mercenary. He's been around, and he's the villain in her movie. I think that might have something to do with it. Did he train her in the movie? I don't know the movie at all. It's not out yet. It hasn't oh. come out yet. When I was reading through, I didn't really see anything that 
directly tied him to Black Widow. So uh, mm-hmm. maybe I missed something, but it's a good question. Yeah, it seems that it doesn't quite make sense, but maybe because he's been around so long, you could put him to anybody if there's not a more clear one, I guess, if that makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it could be uh, the school Black Widow was trained in, used to go up against the school that Taskmaster started in the state regionals. So <laughs> rival sports teams, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, Go sports team. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a fascinating background. Thank you for that. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of it is just that he's the villain in her movie is what I'm going to go with. Yeah, it's a good guess. <laughs> so uh, shall we take a look at the cards? Well, let's let's start monologuing, Steve. Let me tell you about burn notice. All right. So this is um, it's actually the obligation for. Natasha Romanoff, the Black Widow. Uh, you may flip to alter, alter ego form. Choose. Exhaust Natasha Romanoff. Remove this from the game. Fairly standard. Discard the preparation card you control with the highest cost. If you cannot, this card gains surge. Discard this obligation. And it has two boost icons. Hmm. It's her obligation. It's her obligation. There's really not much else to say. However, I'll note that maybe, just maybe, the bottom choice is not too terrible. I was going to say, I play I play Black Widow more than any other hero, I think. And I have definitely let this one go. Like, I have discarded the preparation or even chosen Surge and just discarded this and let, let it happen. Interesting. Yeah, if you have the right set of preparations out, uh, you don't need the, you don't think you need one of them, or yeah, you know, yeah, or you always got you know, like one of the, you know, one of the lame basic ones out or something like that. Like okay, you know, if like or if that's the only one. So yeah, I've I have chosen more often than not actually to uh, to do the second one. I mean, if I had espionage out, I would for sure do the second one and draw like nine cards. Yeah, because then it surges, so then you trigger surge, right? Yep. Yeah. Sure. So maybe FFG is finally realizing how non-choice these things are and actually giving people choices, but they might have gone too far in the other direction. This might be actually a... I mean, you still keep the card around, I guess, so it's going to come around again. Right. I mean, there's that. That's the downside. You'll have more espionage out by then. <laughs> That's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she is she is well-suited to not really care about this one. Her Her sort of innate flexibility makes this not such a big deal. Like a lot of things are not a big deal. She needs, I think, an obligation that's not as bad as the other ones because she herself is sort of squishy. And so, but on the other hand, you know, we were told that this was supposed to be kind of a reminder that, you know, you need to take a break and you can't be a hero all the time. And it was a pretty strong pointer. But I guess. Well, thematically, though, like her flip side is not really a hero. Yeah. Like. Whether Natasha Romanoff or Black Widow, she's still like kind of a human, right? She just has trinkets and right. is smart and prepared for stuff, right? So anyway, yeah, she has no super. I, I think we might have spent too much time on this card, but and it, well, it's 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 different for us because it's not a cut and dry obligation. That's right. But you're right. Banana Crab should should tell us probably about Taskmaster himself. All right. So this fool is Black Widow's nemesis minion. He has he's a Hydra elite for health. He has zero scheme with a star. And the star means that he gets plus one scheme and plus one attack for each upgrade you control. And then there's uh, zero attack with a star, which means the same thing, plus one scheme and plus one attack for each upgrade you control. And then he has no boost icons, but he does have a star 
for the boost ability. And the boost ability is for this activation, the villain gets plus one scheme and plus one attack for each upgrade you control. This is great for the villain as a boost. If yeah. Black Widow's all set up. Yeah. Taskmaster's not going to kill you, but the boost will. Yes. Yeah, I mean. Here's plus six attack. Yeah, this is another one of those cards where you want to see it as a as a boost rather than an actual card. Yeah, if you're us. It, yeah, of course you're us. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, then punk heroes don't like it when it's a boost. Yes. Schmucks. I mean, no. Yeah, so you might. I mean, he's going to, uh, as Black Widow utilizes her upgrades, you know, his scheme and attack are going to go up and down. So he, he might be one of those minions that the heroes just let sit on the table oh yeah uh, definitely i i definitely don't want to kill him yeah because yeah. you don't want him coming back as that boost i want thor to like drag him over to him and have no upgrades or not care about it that's yeah. what i really want <laughs> so although he does have pretty low life so he could accidentally die true just a, a shield toss yeah yeah i i leave i would leave him sick because i don't want to see him as a boost later no and i like that um, one of one of uh, Black Widow's preparations deals specifically with this boost ability. Um, so yeah. that's kind of nice. The target acquired the basic one. Yeah, is that a basic one? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it cancels boost ability. Yeah, so once he gets shuffled back in, you just got to leave target acquired sitting there. Yeah, you do. Yeah, but he, <laughs> he, I, I think he's a good foil for the way Black Widow plays. Right, obviously she's got a lot of upgrades, but then if he does shuffle back in or he gets moved over, Iron Man. Has a ton of upgrades. Oh yeah, lots, a lot of heroes do, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even Thor does. Got got a thunder. Is that an upgrade? Plus yeah, the God. plus the hammer. There's three right there. You know, if you were to get right. a couple of them out, so I mean, Black Panther, of course. Yep, four they're, they're all going to have upgrades. I don't think there's going to be any hero without at least a couple. So yeah. that's a nice thematic touch. That really, he's his stats are solid against most heroes and the more stuff they have or the more stuff that they do the stronger he gets because he's copying them get it yeah yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean and it makes sense to i mean at some point it stops making sense to ignore him and not kill him right yeah yeah depending how big he is like a fully kitted out iron man doesn't probably want to get attacked for six or seven or whatever it is yeah <laughs> so uh I like I like him a lot. I like this card a lot. Yeah, he's a great nemesis minion. Wish it had more hit points. I wish his hit points were whatever the hero had. Ah, that would be that would be pretty cool. The, of course, the downside is you'll rarely see him. Yeah, somebody has to be playing Black Widow, and then you have to draw Shadows of the Past and not get it canceled. Yep. With Black Widow, of course, that's a distinct possibility. It's not a possibility for using the Critical Encounters house rules, though. That That's is true. correct. Thank true. you for mentioning that banana crapshoot. <laughs> yes. And everybody should use those house. Well, Moose, why don't you tell us about the side scheme? All right. Well, it's called Killer for Hire. It's got the three boost icons we like to see. But otherwise, it's just, again, bog standard acceleration icon, three plus number of players. Not much else to say. Although... I will say in the artwork, he's holding that bow really strangely. It doesn't look like he's going to be able to shoot anything with it. Yeah, he must just be getting ready. But he's got his shield and his sword, all that stuff that we heard he has. This just seems like a missed opportunity. All right. But I have to say one more thing about the art. The guy has his underpants on top of his leotard, which is never a good look. I don't know who drew him, but 
You're supposed to put your underpants on top of your leotard. Yeah, like a professional wrestler. Yeah, well, it's just not a good look. Plus the leg bands, what are they supposed to do? I you mean, never know I, when you I need them. Arm bands maybe, but if you're running around with those three leg bands around your legs, it's got to hurt. Especially if you got those thigh muscles he does. I believe the ones on his right are holding the uh, thigh holster for his gun in place. Yeah, and, and the other one is he's going to his wedding, and that's the garter. So. <laughs> okay, underpants and garter. Okay, that's just too much. That's Black Widow's gonna Black Widow's gotta pull the garter off. That's yeah. right. That's a, it's gonna be a beautiful moment when it happens. So why on earth does he not have a when revealed ability on this side scheme that deals with upgrades in play? Bothers me. This absolutely bothers me. It's like place an additional threat here for every upgrade in play or something like like Boom, yeah, right there. Instead of per player per upgrade. Like, this is such a vanilla card. Again, phoning it in. So, look, we have asked so many reasonable questions of FFG on this podcast. So many. Just tonight. Yeah, just tonight, (laughs) I think. It's every night. Every night. And I hope they're listening. That's all I got to say. Yeah, good luck with that. (laughs) All right, let's move on. I'm going to do Deadly Shot. Yeah, it is a treachery. It says, when revealed, alter ego. Discard an upgrade you control and place one threat on the main scheme. Or when revealed as a hero, discard an upgrade you control and take one damage. And it has one boost icon. Uh, so it's playing off of upgrades, forcing you to get rid of upgrades, which is probably the more important piece of it. One threat or one damage isn't isn't that big a deal, but pulling away an upgrade is could hurt. Should have at least two boost icons. Yeah. It's not that deadly of a shot if it only has one boost icon. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a pretty wimpy shot. One damage, one threat, one upgrade. It's an airsoft shot. I, I think, though, I mean, that upgrade, at least, it's not necessarily going to come up against Black Widow if you're playing multiplayer, right? It, since it gets shuffled in to the deck, it could come up against Iron Man and pull a piece of his suit off. It could come up against Black Panther and kill a piece of his suit. I mean, it has the opportunity to hurt other heroes, not just Black Widow. That's fair. But I got to tell you, it could also go up against an upgrade that's used up its charges and is just waiting to be discarded. True. Yeah, because it's you get to choose which upgrade it is, which yeah. makes it a lot weaker. And there is only the one. So so it's a crapshoot, so to yeah. speak. It's like a banana crapshoot. Well, let's not get carried away. Oh, okay. okay. Regular crapshoot. <laughs> a banana crapshoot would have at least two boost icons. <laughs> Yeah, and then you slip, you slip on the peel and get stunned afterwards. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, da- all right, what's next? Who's next? Daniel. Seen this card somewhere else? Uh, yeah. Um, well, I recognize this card, guys. Seems eerily familiar. So there are two copies of this in the Nemesis set. This is the Hydra Mercenary. He is back. A minion of zero scheme, one attack, three health, one boost icon. He's Hydra traded and has guard. And that's it. Yeah. This guy's been around. Is it the same art or is it a different art? It's the same art, eh? Same okay. art. The The graphic borders are different, so it looks slightly different because of the coloring, right? But uh, yeah, exact same card. Right, we're going to get out of the core. Yep. Yep. No, it's the same card. So this is one of those repeat Hydras. We saw repeats of a different Hydra, uh, Hydra soldier in the Captain America set. Uh, I suspect we'll see that happen moving forward. Yeah, I like the quote they've put on him. What is Hydra doing here? Well, that's what we're asking. Yeah. 
they keep they keep popping up in all these sets. Yeah, and then Taskmaster himself is going to show up in the Hydra box as one of our villains. There, I think he's the third villain we're going to face. So he's going to have other Hydra guys with him. So that's going to be one of those interesting situations where if you're playing against the Taskmaster villain and you end up getting Shadows of the Past for Black Widow, you're not going to be able to put this Taskmaster minion into play because of uniqueness rule. So he's just going to get discarded and you're going to surge. So you're going to have like, you're going to miss out on him a little bit. Um, Yeah, and that'll be the first we see of that. And I, I would suspect that could happen hmm. interesting going forward on other minions and villains as well yeah well but at least he'll be bringing his deadly shot with him right <laughs> yep the side scheme will come into play mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and an extra hydra couple goons yeah. yeah all right well daniel what's your grade for this set i have a feeling it didn't it's not going to get high high marks um i'm going to give this one you know what i'm going to give it a c minus really that low you really like Taskmaster himself, though. I do, but then, really, the rest is just the rest is, disappointing. I think yeah. it's just you know getting two copies of a Hydra Mercenary again seems like a cop out. I guess. Yeah, I think they could have done more interesting things. Like, and the side scheme is just terrible. Yeah, I mean, just terribly bland. It's just terribly bland, and I, like the whole theme of the guy seems to be mirroring the heroes and beating them kind of by using their own stuff against them and the cards don't echo that in any real way other than taskmaster himself yeah they had a nice start yeah i feel like they they could have done a lot with that kind of motif Mm -hmm. that should deserve at least a c though not a minus no man it's like one good card in the set although i guess like the the what's it called again the deadly shot deadly shot i mean these nemesis sets they show up so infrequently that they really should kick butt a little more than they do I agree yeah. with that. I mean, I like that they throw a little a little monkey wrench or whatever wrinkle into the, the gameplay, but they're not significantly altering anyone's life. Um, with the exception of a few that might have like quick strike or something, you know, and then... Yeah, I think uh, the Captain America one was not bad. Baron Zemo. Yeah, and Iron Man's is pretty good. I want him to be bigger and badder, but I guess that the design principle is make people who don't play these types of games very often or if at all feel heroic well that's what you got yeah so do you feel heroic when you beat up a six-month-old baby in their baby carriage (laughs) then this game is for you (laughs) oh that's i wait till they're at least eight months old (laughs) well i don't know banana crapshoot what do you think of this set how do you think it feel like gels with all your your uh you know learning about taskmaster and stuff like that does it kind of match the story does it feel right what do you think I think the Taskmaster minion himself is good, and the rest of it is kind of bleh. Yeah, yeah. I think Deadly Shot was on track, but never got there. And a couple more Deadly Shots, maybe he's a little more powerful instead of the mercenaries. Although I guess those mercenaries are maybe the guys in his school, right, that he's been training. So I guess thematically it works, but yeah, it's kind of eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all I have to say about Taskmaster. It's too bad because as a character and a concept, I like him. He seems interesting. And I, I kind of like the fact that he gets shafted by the heroes multiple times, even though he's trying to help them. I mean, I don't I don't like that but fact, but I think it was an interesting part about his story. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Luckily, we'll get a second shot at Taskmaster when he comes out in the Hydra box. So hopefully that one will be um, live up to our high standards. Or FFG can just, you know, ruin him again. Of course. Our high standards and low expectations. Yes. 
Great yes. combination. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to take us out. Please do. We're at criticallyencounterspod at gmail.com. You can find us at Critical Encounters on Facebook. On Discord, we're as Verdane, Big Foam Loaf, uh, The Truth, and of course, the incomparable Banana Crapshoot. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies, but tell someone. Go ahead, Banana Crapshoot. Make it stop, please. Oh, God, no. Ah!